You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm so excited for today. Mm-hmm. Sorry we're a day late, but we're, we're giving it to you now. We're a lot of dollars short, though. That's right. <laughs> but yes, it is finally here, the premiere of AEW Talk. Yes, baby. Been waiting for a long time for this, and they're finally doing some things that just... You can't ignore it anymore, so... Definitely not. Let's get into this. So, we are recapping All Out. Are you ready? Let's do it, brother. I cannot wait. Yes, sir. The buy-in match featured the Hardy family office, Angelico, Jack Evans, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Wayne, and Matt Hardy versus best friends Chuck Taylor, Freshly Squeezed, Orange Cassidy, and Wheeler Yuta, and Jungle Express, Jungle Boy, and Lucha Soros with Marco Stunt. Matt Hardy would back Chuck Taylor into the corner and called out Orange Cassidy. He demanded that Cassidy enter the ring to compete. Instead, Luchasaurus tagged in and Hardy quickly tagged out to Jack Evans. <laughs> Luchasaurus used a wheelbarrow German suplex to hurl back Evans. Jungle Boy would then tag in with a splash on Jack Evans. Mark Quinn tagged in and connected with a crossbody on Wheeler Yuta. Everyone was tied in, up in knots when uh, Luchasaurus tagged in and plowed through. Hardy used a chop block on Luchasaurus, and then Private Party used a double-team offense on the on Luchasaurus. The Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor entered with entered the fray with a Topicone uh, hero, I guess. Sorry, not used to that's a new one for me. Topicone hero. Yeah. TH2 used a neckbreaker and backbreaker combo on Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Private Party served up gin and juice on Wheeler, but Orange was there to make the save. Matt Hardy nailed Orange from behind with a twist of fate. Jungle Boy propped himself on Luchasaurus' shoulders and battled Private Party and TH2. Then Jungle Boy locked in a snare trap on Angelico and made him tap. So there you go. Gotta love it, man. Um, you know, I love how I love tap outs, and uh, 
The fact that Jungle Boy got it on there. Woo, what's up, bro? Yes, sir. After the match, the Butcher returned, and the Butcher and Blade decimated Orange Cassidy as Matt Hardy <laughs> taunted freshly squeezed. Jack Evans was going to try to cut off Orange Cassidy's hair until the Varsity Blondes, John Silver, Dante Martin, and some of Orange's other friends chased off HFO. Hey, man. Some crazy stuff, as usual, right? Right. Always something after the match, dude. Yeah. You never know. And not too surprising, of course, how does AEW start off the night? A tag, tag match. <laughs> but always a high-quality tag match. It's, that's what I love about them. If you're going to start off with a tag match, at least make sure it's high quality. They usually deliver on that. Oh, yeah. So, that's why it's just kind of funny when we talk about it that way. <laughs> right. American Top Dreams, Dan Lambert was in a skybox. He was flanked by Andre Arvalosky, Junior DeSantos, and Jorge Masvidal, along with Men of the Year, uh, Men of the Year Scorpio Sky, and All Ego Ethan Page. Sky and Page put the AEW roster on notice. Interesting. Hmm. Alright, so here we go for the main card of the pay-per-view. Starting off with AEW TNT champion, the Redeemer Miro, versus Mad King, Eddie Kingston. Ooh. Eddie used his street-fighting instinct and poked Miro in the eyes. He tossed the champion with an exploder suplex. Miro rolled out to the outside of the ring to take a moment to recover. Kingston followed Miro outside, but Miro sent him into the steel barricade. Eddie retaliated with a bicycle kick to Miro. Uh, Kingston then jumped off the apron, but Miro caught him and countered with a power slam to the floor of the now arena. Back in the ring, Kingston would target Miro's neck for two consecutive drops for a near fall. Excuse me. Miro rolled back, rolled back outside, and Kingston followed up with an elbow suicida. Uh, Kingston hooked Miro's leg for a near fall after the fisherman's suplex. Miro lured Kingston into the corner, and Miro would suplex Kingston back, but not before Kingston pulled off a turn or turned off. That pulled off a turnbuckle pad. Say it right. Miro applied the game over camel clutch, but Kingston was able to grab the bottom rope to break the hold. And the fans would come unglued. Kingston fought back with a spinning back fist and a DDT for a near fall. Kingston would attempt a pile driver, but his lower back was problematic. Miro used the undetect, an undetected low blow and then a high velocity kick across the face to pin Kingston. Hey man, sometimes that's how it goes, bro. Yeah. Um, what a way for him to fight, though. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston brought it to Miro. Not many people could do that. No, so there wasn't very many people who could do it to Miro when he was in WWE. And there's not been many in AEW. Yeah, with Kingston coming at him like he did. I give him credit. That took a lot of that, a that's lot of effort. Mad respect, right there, dude. Yes, sir. It was unbelievable. And uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed because Kingston's kind of grown on me a little bit after. Yeah, he, me too. His first more uh, came in. Yeah, I, 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 at first I didn't really care for him, but uh, he really has gone on me too, and I'm like, dude, this this guy's he's got something, man. Yeah, it's pretty great. All right, next up, John Moxley taking on N, uh, New Japan Wrestling's uh, Satoshi uh, Kojima. I believe that's how you, or Kojima. Kojima. It's Kojima. 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 Anyways. Excalibur would say the forbidden door has been kicked open once again. Moxley would come out to his Wild Thing entrance wearing a GCW hoodie. <laughs> Moxley also flipped off Kojima, <laughs> and they began to exchange stiff chops. Mox and Kojima brawled to the outside of the ring. Mox rocketed through the air, uh, through the ropes, and with a topa suda, suicida, sorry, back in the ring, uh, Kojima backed Mox in the corner and blasted him with a machine gun chop. Uh, or blasted him with machine gun chop, sorry. 
Kojima followed that up with an elbow drop for a near fall. Moxley was looking for a paradigm shift, but Kojima countered with a brain buster. Kojima removed his elbow pad and tried for his legendary lariat, but Mox ducked it. Mox answered with a suplex. Then Mox's King Kong lariat was blocked by uh, Kojima's lariat. Kojima then uh, followed up with a left arm lariat and then the Ko uh, Koji cutter. Uh, the two competitors went back uh, back to exchanging forearms. Mox got the better of Kojima and tried to apply a rear naked choke. Uh, Kojima made it to the ropes to force a ref break. Let's see here. Mox pressed the attack or pressed the attack with wheel kicks. Uh, Kojima retaliated with the Mongolian chops. Uh, Mox and Koji collided, and Mox finally hit the paradigm shift, and then a well sec a well placed second paradigm shift to get the pin on Kojima. Man, this is a big win for, for Moxley, man. Kojima's uh, big in New Japan, and it's really good to see him get this win, dude. All right. <clears throat> After the match, though, uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki's music began to play, and Moxley's head uh, was shaking no. Minoru Suzuki walked onto the ramp. Excalibur exclaimed, The forbidden door has been blasted open. Suzuki got into the ring, and he had a stare down with Moxley. Suzuki laughed, and they began to exchange forearms. Suzuki applied the rear naked choke on Moxley. Then Suzuki spiked Moxley with the gotch-style pile driver. So it looks like the forbidden door has been uh, swung wide open, and uh, we're starting to see cross-promotion stuff. I love this, bro. All right. And New Japan Wrestling, they've got some good, good wrestlers in there, so it's going to be awesome to see what they do together. All right. Next up, we had the AEW Women's World Title match. AEW Women's World Champion Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with Rebel and Jamie Hayter, took on the Galaxy's Greatest Alien, Chris Statlander, with Orange Cassidy. Statlander did a handstand on the turnbuckle and then used a mule kick on the, ch on the champ. Baker followed that up with a fisherman's neckbreaker off the top rope, or off the rope, sorry. Baker trapped the head of Statlander with her feet and then drove her into the mat with a stomp technique. Baker uh, employed vicious elbow strikes on Statlander's right shoulder, trying to soften her up for a locked jaw. Statlander rocked Baker back to the corner with strikes and then a running knee. Statlander would hit Baker with an inside hook Falcon's arrow for a near fall. Baker rolled through a short arm lariat from Statlander and pulled up with a DDT. Uh, Statlander got a near fall on Baker after a massive scissors kick. Statlander tried to get the pendulum moonsault, or tried for the pendulum moonsault, but Baker moved out of the way. And then Baker launched herself off the ring steps to crush Statlander with a curb stomp on the arena floor. Orange Cassidy yelled at Statlander to get back into the ring to avoid being counted out by ref Paul Turner. Baker would hit the Pittsburgh Sunrise for a near fall. She followed that up with a curb stomp and then applied the lockjaw. Statlander had no choice but to tap out. Yeah, man. Um, Britt Baker, dude. She, she's dominant, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, when we first saw her watching AEW early on, I was like, I don't think this is going to be that good of a wrestler, but I was wrong. She's been very talented. Right, really come into her own, and she is the AEW World Women's Champion, and it's pretty awesome to see. Yes, sir. All right, next up, the AEW World Tag Team title match inside a steel cage. Yes. The AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks, took on the Lucha Bros, Pentes El Zero Medio, and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrahantes at ringside. The Bucks and the Lucha Bros began by teeing off on one another. The Bucks ran to escape the, by climbing the cage, but Ray Phoenix hit him with drop kicks. Ray Phoenix sent Nick Jackson soaring off the, ro off the ropes with a 
A top rope hurricanrana. Sorry, I thought that was going to be another Topa Suicida, but it was wrong. I'm like, that wouldn't make sense. They're freaking inside a steel cage. Uh, the Lucha Bros walked the Young Bucks with thrust kicks to the uh, side of the head. Uh, the Lucha Bros crashed and burned into the cage as the Bucks dodged their dives. Nick Jackson hit a backstabber on Penta. Uh, and Matt Jackson powerbombed Ray Phoenix into the steel cage. Penta used a sling blade clothesline on Matt Jackson. Nick Jackson used a cutter on Ray Phoenix. Jackson hit his own cutter on Penta. The uh, Bucks' momentum came to a screeching halt after Penta, though, hit, hit the Made in Japan on Matt. Um, this is awesome chance began to ring out of the sold-out audience of the Now Arena. Uh, Nick Jackson rocked Penta, though, with an insisted senton on Tomiko. The Bucks tried for the BTE trigger, but Ray Phoenix moved, causing the Bucks to collide with one another. The Bucks came back with more bang for your buck, but Penta made the save and broke up the pin for Ray Phoenix. The Bucks began ripping at the Lucha Brothers' mask. The Bucks long, uh, long darted Ray Phoenix's Ray Phoenix into the cage. <clears throat> Excuse me. Brandon Cutler hurled a bag into the cage. Uh, Matt Jackson opened the bag and pulled out a sneaker that was loaded with thumbtacks. Penta put himself in harm's way, acting as a human shield for his brother Ray. Uh, Matt Jackson superkicked Penta with a thumbtack sneak line sneaker. Ouch. And then the Young Bucks nailed Penta with a BTE trigger. They were about to pin Ray Phoenix for the three count when Penta made the save. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. But okay. Uh, Ray Phoenix picked up the thumbtack sneaker and hit Jackson in the head with it. And then uh, Matt would hit Penta uh, with stiff right hands. And they started to fight on top of the turnbuckle. And then Penta responded with an avalanche Canadian destroyer. Ooh. Dang, man. Oof. The Bucks and the Lucha Bros had the super kick war inside the ring. Uh, Nick Jackson and Ray Phoenix were the first uh, back to their feet, but Nick got caught in the, in the fear factor for his efforts. He was almost pinned until Jackson broke up the count. Matt Jackson, sorry. Uh, Penta pointed to the top of the cage. Ray, Ray Phoenix climbed up there and then launched himself for a crossbody off the top. The Lucha Bros spiked Nick and pinned him. New AEW Tag Champs, the Lucha Brothers. Yes, man. Finally, dude. Finally, we get some new tag team champs. The Elite is going down. Mm-hmm. It's going down. Yes, sir. Next up, the Women's Casino Battle Royale. The winner earns a future Women's World Title match. Yes. Your uh, participants included Abandon, Anna J, Big Swole, Diamante, uh, Emi Sakura, uh, Hikaroshida, Jade Cargill, Jamie Hayter, Kira Hogan, uh, Kylin King, Layla Hirsch, the Native Beast Nyla Rose, uh, Penelope Ford, Rebel, Red Velvet, Rio, uh, Sky Blue, Tay Conti, The Bunny, uh, Thunder Rosa, and a Mystery Entrant. Ba-da-da. Out first were uh, Shida, Sky Blue, uh, Imi Sakura, The Bunny, and Abandon. Sky Boo was blue. <laughs> blue. There we go. Was firing away on on the bunny. Sky was booted out though by Abandon, and then the bunny flipped Abandon over the top rope. Uh, the next entrants were Anna J, Kira Hogan, Kylan King, Diamante, and Nyla Rose. Anna J went right after the bunny. Nyla clotheslined uh, Kylan King over the top rope and onto the floor. Nyla Rose dumped Sheeta over the top rope, and Nyla Rose and Diamante began to target Anna J and the bunny. Out to, out to the ring next was Slender Rosa, Penelope Ford, Rio, Jamie Hayter, and Big Swole. Hayter eliminated Swole, and Diamante and Swole brawled outside the ring. Thunder Rosa blasted Nyla Rose with a drop kick. 
Then she smashed Jamie Hayter with a running drop kick. The final entrants were Tay Conti, Red Velvet, uh, Legit, Layla Hirsch, and Jay Cart, well, Jay Cargill, and Rebel. Red Velvet eliminated Rebel. Uh, Bunny and Anna Jay were fighting on the apron when Anna eliminated the Bunny with a thrust kick. Jay Gar- Jade Cargill uh, press slammed Layla over the top rope. The Joker was revealed, and it was Ruby Soho. Yes. Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. If you guys don't know who Ruby Soho is, she is... The former leader of the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot. Yes, baby. Yes, sir. So, Ruby Soho went right after Jade Cargill. Uh, Thunder Rosa hit a step-up Rana on Nyla Rose. Penelope Ford and Tay Conti traded kicks. Nyla Rose tossed Jade Cargill over the top rope as Jade had her back turned. Tay eliminated Penelope, and then Nyla dispatched Tay. We were left with Thunder Rosa, Ruby Soho, and Thunder Rosa as our final three. Let's see here. Nyla rocked Thunder Rosa with a Samoan drop. Thunder Rosa eliminated Nyla Rose after a shotgun drop kick. And that left us with two. Uh, Thunder Rosa slapped Ruby Soho, but Ruby Soho answered with shots of her own. Thunder Rosa stomped on Ruby Soho as Soho was hanging from the ropes. Uh, hanging from the rope rings. Or ring ropes, sorry. Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa were walking a tight rope here. Said Excalibur. Thunder Rosa attempted a Death Valley driver on the apron, but Soho escaped and knocked Thunder Rosa to the floor with a head kick. And Ruby uh, Soho has a date with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, in her future. Said Excalibur. Wow, dude. That's pretty cool, man. And, and it's just awesome to just see somebody from the other company coming on over. How you doing? Oh, but we ain't done yet. We got more to come. More? Oh, we got more. But there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yep. We got... No, <laughs> we're going to sell you on everything. <laughs> Next up, we have the Pinnacles MJF versus Demo God Chris Jericho in the final fight. If Jericho loses, he will never wrestle in AEW again. Fozzie's guitarist Billy Gray played Jericho out to the ring. Are you ready? Yeah, that was cool, dude. I mm-hmm. actually I actually seen a highlight of that. That was pretty awesome. All right. Jericho tripped out MGF's leg and was looking for the walls of Jericho, but MGF countered with a cradle for a near fall. It quickly broke into a brawl outside the ring. Jericho used his drop kick off the turnbuckle onto MGF. Uh, let's see here. Jericho tried for a baseball slide drop kick, but MGF countered with a lifting the ring apron and trapping Jericho in between the apron and the edge of the ring. MGF started to attack, attack Jericho's arm at that point. MGF covered Jericho for a near fall with a vertical after his vertical suplex. MGF chopped at Jericho's chest and then flipped off the crowd. MGF spiked Jericho with a heat seeker on the ring apron. MGF was caught on the outside by Jericho and Jericho powerbombed MGF onto the ring apron. Let's see here. Jericho jumped from the top rope, but MGF countered with a knee to Jericho's face. MGF struggled to his feet, but Jericho took him down with a double leg. MGF kicked Jericho, but Jericho fought back with a line salt for a near fall. You Still Got a Chance began to pour out from the fans. Jericho removed his elbow sleeve and then used his arm for repeated shots on MGF. MJ countered with a hurricanrana off the top rope for a, with a power bomb for a near fall. MGF was screaming in the anguish, holding his lower back. Uh, let's see here. MGF resorted to biting Jericho's forehead. He hoisted Jericho uh, to the top turnbuckle and attempted to suplex Jericho. Jericho sensed a shift in the momentum and shoved MJF to the mat. Jericho that, followed that up with a co-breaker for a two count. 
Wardlow walked down to the ring, but Jake Hager stopped him. Wardlow and Hager began to brawl while ref Albert Edwards was distracted. MJF grabbed Jericho's baseball bat and blasted Jericho with it. MJF followed up with a Judas effect and pinned Jericho. Ref Aubrey Edwards didn't see Jericho's foot was on the bottom rope before she counted to three. Ref Paul Turner alerted Aubrey Edwards that Jericho had his foot on the bottom rope. Edwards ordered the match to start over. Good call, good call. Right. Jericho went for the Judas effect and MJF dodged it. MJF countered with a salt of the earth armbar. Jericho transitioned into a lion tamer submission. Made MJF tap out. Yes, baby. Mm-hmm. Made him tap out with the line tamer. How you doing? All right. That's how we do it. That's awesome. What do you think? Yes, that was awesome. That means Jericho can still wrestle for AEW. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, I love it because, you know, now he can go out in his own terms. Even if he says, hey, this was my last match, he beat him. So there you go. All right. Go out on top. That's a good way to go out if he does decide. But I don't think he's quite done. Yes, no. You know. I don't think so either. All right, next up, for the first time in seven years, Chicago's own CM Punk taking on Darby Allen, who was accompanied by Sting. Sting fist bumped Darby, gave him gave him a hug, and then walked to the back. Darby skateboarded down to the ring. Of course, it's clobbering time, said CM Punk, as he made his entrance. Punk was pacing the ring, but Darby sat in the corner, never once taking his eyes off Punk. The match started with a collar... A collar and an elbow tie up until uh, Darby took down Punk with an arm drag. Punk got in a side headlock and then used his size advantage to connect with a, sol- a shoulder block on Darby. Punk got twisted up in a hammer lock by Darby. And then Punk got his got to his feet and dropped Darby with a back elbow. Excuse me. Punk caught Darby and Darby realized Punk was going for the GTS so he quickly escaped and rolled to the outside. Darby rocked Punk with a coffin splash in the corner. Punk reversed an Irish whip and sent Darby into the corner. Darby would ricochet off the ring post and charge back at Punk, and Punk lifted his knee. Punk applied an abdominal stretch to Darby. Punk lured in in Darby and dropped him with a -a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Uh, Let's see here. Darby surprised Punk, though, with a stunner off the ropes. Darby followed that up with palm strikes and then a coffin splash off the middle ropes. Uh, Darby got a near fall on Punk after a code red. Uh, Darby went up to the top looking for a coffin drop, but Punk shoved him. Punk attempted a back suplex off the top, but Darby countered that and got a near fall on Punk. Punk hit his GTS finisher on Darby, but Darby was knocked through the ropes into the outside of the ring. Punk signaled for another GTS with his hands. He tried to pick up Darby, but Darby collapsed. Darby began blasting Punk with the, uh, with the point of his elbow one after another. Darby used his body as a banding ram and hit a flipping son- uh, senton off the top rope onto Punk. Darby got lured in t- by Punk and Darby tried for another coffin drop, but Punk moved. Darby tried to for a po- uh, poison rana, but uh, Punk would counter that with a GTS and pin Darby. So it looks like like uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Experience won this match, despite not being in the wrestling ring for seven years. For seven years, yeah, man. That's crazy. Um, it's good to see CM Punk back, and it, it from the highlights looked like a damn good match, dude. I you know, I only wish we could have seen it. You know what I mean? Right. Sting walked out to the ring after the match and checked on Darby. Sting and CM Punk shook hands with one another. Punk walked over to Darby and offered his hand as a sign of respect. That's awesome, dude. I, I love that shaking hands after uh, after matches like. The number one honor you can give someone. All right. 
All right, next up we have Paul White versus QT Marshall. Paul White's first match with AEW. Are you ready? If you guys don't know who Paul White is, that would be formerly known as the Big Show in WWE or the Giant in WCW. Yes. Yes, I still know my Paul White history. Yep. <laughs> or he's also Captain Insano, if you only know him from the Waterboy. <laughs> Captain Insano. <laughs> Captain Insano shows no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, QT Marshall also came out with the factory Aaron Solo and Nick uh, Comorado. Solo and Comorado charged at White, but he sent them packing over the top rope. White would chop at QT Marshall. QT got the got the boot up and then drop kick uh, Paul White's hip. Uh, QT tried to go for a diamond cutter, but Paul White had it scouted. QT was backdropped sky high by Paul White. Paul White caught QT off the top rope and then choke slammed him for a pin. Fall victory. Ooh, sounds like quick finish there, huh? Yeah. But, you know, we got a championship match next to talk about. So, probably the reason why that was a squash. Oh, yeah. Plus, it's the big show. He's kind of up there where he probably shouldn't be going long in matches. Well, not only that, but it's his first match. And he's he's the big guy, you know what I mean? So Yeah, that's true. All right, so here we go. AEW World Title Match. AEW World Champion, the cleaner, Kenny Omega with Don Callis. Taking on Impact Wrestling World Champion Christian Cage. Are you ready? Let's do it, brother. Still president of the Peep Club over here. Yes. <laughs> if you guys don't know who Christian Cage is. You got problems because you just drop the cage and boom, it's Christian. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Omega tried to get the early advantage with a running knee, but Cage dodged it. Christian Cage rocked Omega with strikes. They brawled to the outside of the ring and Cage caught, uh, sent Omega hard into the steel barricade. Omega would set up a table across the body, yeah, of Christian Cage. Uh, then he jumped off the ring apron and stomped onto the table below with under, with Christian underneath it. Omega would set up another table. Uh, Cage, though, reversed the suplex attempt by Kenny Omega instead. Omega would find himself suplexed onto the arena floor. Back in the ring, Kenny Omega palmed Christian, uh, Christian Cage's face. Um... And dunked him onto the mat head first. Omega worked over Christian Cage with a spectacularly, spectacularly effective array of offense. Somehow, though, Christian rallied back and hit a hurricanrana off the top rope, bringing Kenny kept crashing to the mat. Cage escaped a one-winged angel attempt by Kenny. <clears throat> and Christian was looking for a cloverleaf, but Kenny got a free leg and pushed uh, Christian back. Christian ran towards Kenny, but Kenny hit him with knee strikes. Or any strike, sorry. Again, Christian rallied back, spiking Kenny on his head with a DDT. I really like Christian's uh, DDT. It's nice. Oh, yeah. Christian positioned himself for the kill switch, but Kenny sensed it, and bang. Kenny hit the V-trigger and Snapdragon suplex. Omega hit the second Snapdragon suplex, and then a third. Kenny wiped out Christian with a V-trigger. Omega was looking for a German suplex off the ring apron, but uh, Christian clung to the ropes with all of his might. Uh, Cage then would spear... Omega off the off the apron and threw a table below. Uh, Christian speared Kenny twice in the ring, followed him, uh, folding him in half like an accordion. Christian tried for a frog splash, but Omega lifted up his knees in defense. Omega rocked Christian with a ripcord V trigger. Uh, Callus signaled for backup and ran out the Good Brothers. Ugh. And the plan backfired as Omega uh, as Christian smashed Omega with a kill switch, but Kenny kicked out. 
Christian hoisted Omega to the top turnbuckle and was looking for an avalanche kill switch, but Kenny countered with an avalanche one-winged one angel to pin Christian Cage and retain the AEW championship. Boy, sometimes that's how it goes. You know, one one little screw-up, one little mishap, and it's done. Unfortunately, yeah, sometimes when you try to go big and, or go that big go big go or go home mentality can also backfire on you, and it did for Christian on that one. It definitely did, man. Uh, and uh, also having you know the good brothers come out and distract and whatever. I mean, everything was in the champion's favor in this match. So, yep. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, the young bucks limped out to the ring uh, to help Kenny Omega celebrate. Uh, the Good Brothers also joined them. The Elite began to assault Christian Cage and a- after the match. Jurassic Express tried to even up the odds, but Omega brained them with his world title. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to understand Chicago? I don't care where you came from. No one is on my level. The only people that would ever have a chance to beat me are retired or they're already dead, said Kenny Omega. Adam Cole came out to the ring, baby. Adam Cole took out Jungle Boy with a thrust kick and Cole hugged with the Bucks. Crazy, dude. Like, Adam Cole's a part of the elite. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, let's see here. I must send the crowd home happy. Without further ado, Omega was interrupted as Brian Danielson's music hit. Danielson helped clear the ring of the elite. Man, this is crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Adam Cole, now Brian Danielson, mm-hmm. CM Punk, Christian Cage. Yes, sir. Paul White. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, and Mark Henry's a part of AEW now. Um, how many people from the WWE? We've got... A lot. We've got Ruby Soho, mm-hmm. Ruby Wright. Um, Just crazy, dude. Yes, it's a long list of former WWE superstars that are now in the AEW. Um, I was say... I was a little surprised that um, Brian Danielson left WWE, but I'm not entirely like shocked at all. Though I was just a little bit because I kind of felt like that WWE would have worked that out, but obviously not with his appearance on AEW. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, I kind of see where you know you want new, a ch- you want a change. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You want some new some new opponents. You want to be able to challenge yourself. And Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson has done it all in the WWE and always been the underdog, always been the guy that nobody wanted there. And now he's going to come into AEW with a chip on his shoulder. That's true. And same with Adam Cole. Because mm-hmm. Adam Cole was never brought up to the main roster. Yeah, that's why I wasn't really surprised by his willingness to leave because he never got his chance to show up at the main roster. Oh, and I forgot Malachi Black is there too. Right, yeah, Malachi Black, former Alistair, formerly known as Alistair Black for WWE people. And these are all good, good superstars that you could build a company around and if WWE doesn't watch out, it's it's about done. Yeah, it, this has been, this was, this whole weekend... Um, with that pay-per-view was a shot across the bow at WWE once again by AEW. And it just continues to prove that they were trying to do their best to give people what they want and not necessarily what they think is best for business. 
i.e. bringing the Beast Incarnate back. Yeah. Um, And it's crazy, too. I mean, we've got John Moxley there. Mm-hmm. And John Ma- John Moxley just won the what was it the GCW World Heavyweight Title mm-hmm. yep. against uh, Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder. Yeah, yeah. And then we still got two big time free agents still sitting out there in the wrestling world. That um, sounds like one for sure will be coming to AEW, and another one is going to a company that works with AEW, and so he can probably make appearances on AEW. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you don't know who that is, well, maybe you just don't understand the family as well as you think you do. Yes, the <laughs> family. <laughs> it's going to get interesting, brother. And, I mean, I am so glad to be able to, to be able to have another night where we can talk wrestling. I didn't think for a while there that maybe, you know, AEW was going to get this big. Mm-hmm. Because at first, I was a little lackluster, like, guys aren't really making any big moves here. What's going on? And then all of a sudden, it was all at once, you know what I mean? So, they deserve their own night, and it's kind of awesome. It's like like being a kid again, getting to watch each company against each other. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing how this battle between these two go on when it's not really just these two because you got they said AEW's working with impact they're working with new japan wrestling obviously triple a um they help out with gcw gcw yeah um so it's it's gonna be very interesting to say the least on how this ends up working out i mean it's crazy because they're working with everybody independence everyone dude i mean it's like what is going on here? Yeah, and we'll discuss more about what WWE's recently done. They actually did get themselves a good signing this week um, that will end up help boosting them a little bit, but as long as they don't screw it up. Because right now they're very infamous as of like screwing things up. So, Well, you know, and then some other stuff happened with Triple H that we'll talk about. Yep. And uh, we'll just... Uh, I'm um, mad respect and many prayers go out to him and his family. Yep, absolutely. So. so we'll be talking about all that tomorrow with WWE Talk, the premiere of WWE Talk. We have that for us tomorrow. And then, of course, we got Saturday's Baseball Basketball Talk. And then, of course, Tuesday we'll be back with more NASCAR Football Talk. I'm starting to wonder if already we have a cursed team in the NFL when it comes to injuries this year and it's your freaking division rival. I don't know what voodoo hex you put on the Ravens. But what the heck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't care. They can continue getting hurt. Don't bother me now. I don't really don't bother you any, but this time it's at least not um, training camp issues for yeah. playing players in the training camp. This one is just freak injuries that just happen for whatever reason. Yeah, right? <laughs> the Ravens can't buy a healthy player, it seems like, right now. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, so we'll be back. And then, of course, hopefully next Thursday, we'll be back on normal schedule with uh, AEW Talk as we'll get caught back up. If with you guys the, don't know, last night was the season opener of the NFL. Of the NFL, and we kind of got caught up on watching the game. And yep. So we're bringing it to you today. And you're all going to be shocked. Somewhat. Right? I know, right? You're all going to be somewhat shocked. I'm going to make an argument for ca- the Cowboys. 
But at the same time, you shouldn't be shocked because it's also going to be bashing Tom Brady. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right? So you should kind of see it's a little bit of a 50-50. I'm giving you some credit, Cowboys, but I'm also, you know, bad-mouthing Brady because of, you know, certain aspects of his legacy. Anyways, so that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.